We all know how valuable Oscar Shibwe was to the Wildcats during his two-year stretch with the program, but what's Kentucky going to do to replace his rebounding? The answer, I think, lies in their depth. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, going to be discussing something that was brought to me by writer Andrew Stefaniak of Wildcats Today. I write over there as well a question about Kentucky's front court. What will the Kentucky Wildcats do to replenish the rebounding that Oscar Shibway is leaving now that he has departed from the program? I think the answer lies in their depth. We're going to discuss that on today's episode. Also, going to take a look at every single new number for the Kentucky Wildcats. I think we did this just a few weeks back, but now that we have a couple of new additions to the program, we are going to just kind of give an, uh, an outline of what the roster looks like uh, in the new numbers here for John Calipari's program. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. And if you're watching on YouTube, really appreciate you watching on YouTube. If you're listening on podcasts, great numbers recently, please subscribe wherever you are listening or watching, trying to get the 6K subs here, and we are moving right along. Before we dive into Oscar Shibwe and what he did for the program and how Kentucky's going to replace that, just want to briefly ask you guys, this has been a while since I've done this, if you have any questions for the show, I would love for you guys to leave them in the YouTube comments below or hit me on Twitter at LockedOnUK. If you have any questions about football or basketball, anything related with the program, uh, I would love to dive into it. So again, you can just leave that in the YouTube comments below or hit me on the socials at LockedOnUK. So let's go ahead and get into it. As everybody and their mother knows, Oscar Shibwe finished his career with the Wildcats as one of the best rebounders, not just in Kentucky history, but in college basketball History. He averaged 13 over 13 rebounds per game in his final year with Kentucky, almost 16 in his second in his first year uh, with the program, 15.1 and 13.7 respectively. There to go along with over 16 points per game in both of those seasons, and it was really impressive uh, just to watch Oscar Shibwe move from West Virginia and everybody understand that hey, this guy's a great offensive rebounder. He's able to really box things out, and he sees things really well. That's something that Oscar himself talked about a lot during his time with the Wildcats, about how he just saw things differently. Whenever the shots were put up, he was able to really uh, figure out where the ball was going midair, and he was able to kind of box people out, you know, plant himself in the paint and grab a rebound. And he was able to do that time and time and time and time again during his time with the Wildcats. Again, 15.1 and 13.7 rebounds and his two different seasons. Those were his averages there. And I think that we as a fan base have not made enough about replacing that this upcoming season. Now, I'm going to explain to you today why and how I think Kentucky can replace that production, at least to an extent. But I want to preface that by saying 
there is no replacing Oscar Shibwe's rebounding. He is one of the best, again, to ever do it, especially in college, especially at Kentucky. And being able to replicate it exactly is, I think, going to be near impossible, especially for one singular individual uh, to do, at least as of right now with the, with the way the roster stands. I am also going to sit here and tell you that I think the collective of Kentucky's front court is the answer. I think that Kentucky has several pieces that they should be excited about offensively and defensively, but something that's not truly brought up enough is not allowing second-chance points and grabbing them yourself. I think Kentucky's depth is the answer here. Looking a little bit deeper into Oscar Shibway's rebounding numbers, I, I think one of the more interesting parts of Kentucky's offense over these past two seasons has been their ability to get second-chance points. And in case you don't know what that means, if a shot is put up on the floor and it is missed, but it is rebounded by an offensive player and they are able to score or get a basket out of that next, uh, I guess, I don't want to, I, I wouldn't say possession, um, but that next set there or whatever they choose to do uh, within that play, that would be called second-chance points. So let's just say... You probably saw this a few times last year. Let's say somebody like Ty Ty Washington, you know, put up a mid-range jumper or put up a three, missed it. Rebound goes to Shibway. Shibway goes back up with it and lays it in. Those are sh- second chance points. It was the second chance to score on that possession, and you cashed in. Oscar Shibway averaged 5.3 rebounds, offensive rebounds per game in his first year with the Wildcats. In his second, he averaged 5.8 offensive rebounds per contest. And then another interesting statistic here is what Oscar Shibway did individually in terms of offensive rebounding percentage. Kentucky was first in the nation in offensive rebound percentage as a team. 39.1% was the 39.2%, excuse me, was the number there. Extremely, extremely impressive numbers. But Oscar Shibway as an individual, as an offensive rebounder, 19.6%, which was second nationally. So uh, if if we want to give a very basic explanation and breakdown of that, uh, as far as just shots that are put up on the floor, uh, Oscar Shibway as an individual grabbed 19.6% of those offensive rebounds that Kentucky collected. So he was essentially half of the production that Kentucky had on the floor whenever they were trying to grab offensive rebounds and they succeeded. That, in and of itself, is really hard to wrap your mind around that a one one singular player for the best offensive rebounding team in the country could provide half of that production. But that's what Oscar Shibway was. And you look at this year's roster, you identify a couple of different things that could be going for Kentucky when it comes to replacing this statistical production that we're discussing here. I think that height is the biggest thing that I'm looking at. Past depth, I think height is the thing that you have to be excited about. Uganda Onyenzo is six foot eleven or seven feet, depending on where you look. Aaron Bradshaw, the five-star freshman, is seven feet tall. You have to be excited about him. Zvonimir Ivisic is seven foot two or seven foot one, depending on where you look. You have three six eleven seven foot guys that you're going to be rotating in that I think given their height and given their physical stature, are going to be able to grab rebounds with a little bit more ease 
than your average six foot eight, six foot seven player. I mean, there's just a significant height advantage, and for for guys like Onyenzo, there's also a very significant, I think, physicality advantage. Yugen Onyenzo spent a lot of this offseason bulking up and getting more physical so that he can dominate the paint this upcoming season for the Wildcats whenever he gets his opportunities. I think Kentucky has three different guys that they can be thrilled about in terms of height. Trey Mitchell also brings experience. You know, you get to see in the collegiate game, guys progress and statistically improve, and I don't necessarily know if rebounds is something that over time players just get better and better and better at. Obviously, we got to see uh, statistically here, Oscar Shibwe's defensive rebounding went down because I think people were scouting it more. But with guys like Mitchell, I think that you're going to see them grab some boards as well because he's going to spend some time at the four and the five for the Wildcats this year. So really, I mean, you've got four different players that can grab rebounds for you in a given rotation. And you also have three seven-footers, essentially. If you want to count Yugan Onyenzo as a seven-footer because some places do have him listed at seven feet tall. Kentucky, therefore, I think should feel comfortable about not being a bad rebounding team this season. Obviously, there were different pieces on this team that contributed past Oscar Sheepway. Like I mentioned, it was essentially half of the production um, from last season that is now gone. Damian Collins is one of the players that was really good at offensive rebounding last year. He has left. The best player that is returning is a Duthiero. 9.6% um, is actually not too shabby. That was actually third best on the team last season. And there you go. You've got a six foot six for a sophomore who was one of your best offensive rebounders. So I think Kentucky's offensive efficiency will be re- less reliant this year on second chance opportunities and more on the first shots that their guards take. But as a rebounding team as a whole, I think that the Wildcats, because of the fact that they have four players, one of them very experienced, three of them seven feet tall. Because of that height, they're going to be able to outmatch some people in the SEC, outmatch some teams in the SEC, and definitely outmatch some different uh, teams in their non-con slate. I mean, that, that, that's just the way I think it's going to work out. And I don't think Kentucky's going to sit here and take their foot off the gas, quote-unquote, when it comes to the aggression that they had on the boards last season, again, largely due in part to Oscar Sheebway. I think it's going to be okay. I think it's going to be all right for the Wildcats. Again, experience, depth. I'm being. I'm really excited about what could be for the Wildcats front court this season in terms of scoring and defense. But again, rebounding I think is a big aspect of what this offense has been over the past couple of years, and we just haven't simply discussed it enough. So if you've got any thoughts on how Kentucky is going to replace. Oscar Sheebway's statistical production. You can leave that in the YouTube comments below. Are we going to see one of these guys emerge over the others uh, in terms of just rebounding prowess? I think I think that Yugen Onyenzo certainly has a chance to be, I think, the most dominant player on the boards this year for Kentucky. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, but the fact that they've got several guys that I think that they can look at and see, well, this is a possibility, this is a possibility, I think that's good. You don't have an empty cupboard now that Oscar Sheebway is gone. That's kind of been, that's kind of going to be my message heading into this year once more. You can't replace him entirely, but the, but the, but the entire, entirety of this front court, I think, is going to be able to allow Kentucky to be a top, what, 70 uh, offensive rebounding team, top 
70-60 rebounding team period overall in college basketball this season because of that hype. Again, leave any YouTube comments below. Hit me on the socials at Locked on UK if you've got any thoughts on that. All right, I want to dive into the roster now that it's just kind of filled out and we have official numbers for 2023 and the 2024 uh, season. Before I dive into that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends at BetterHelp. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with really tough choices. The path forward and when it comes to breaking down these different choices isn't always clear. You know, whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, friendships, anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. There have definitely been for me over these past couple of years some really interesting and difficult career decisions I've had to make, also some interesting relation relationship decisions that I've had to make as well. And therapy can absolutely be a, uh, a source for you uh, when it comes to trying to figure out how to make those decisions properly. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash college today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash college to get started with BetterHelp. All right, continuing along here on the Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. Really appreciate you guys making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. If you have not checked out the Locked On College Basketball podcast with Andy Patton and Isaac Shade, uh, you would be, uh, you would be, uh, I'd be disappointed in you, and you would be mistaken if you have not checked them out. Andy Patton and Isaac Shade do a great job over there breaking down what's going on in the college basketball world. They talk quite a bit about what's going on with the Wildcats. Sometimes I hop on the show as well. Experts, coaches, analysts, they've got them all over there at the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, wherever you get your podcast, and on YouTube as well. You should check them out after you wrap up today's episode of Locked On UK. All right, we have officially the entire 2023-24 roster for the Kentucky Wildcats. Everybody's here. Some of them are more healthy than others, and all of the numbers have been officially announced. Again, we did this a few weeks ago, but I want to dive into this once more for the Wildcats and just kind of briefly talk about everybody as we go through their numbers for this upcoming season. Starting at the point guard spot with number zero, we have Rob Dillingham for the Kentucky Wildcats. Obviously, we've had some really interesting conversations surrounding Dillingham and whether or not he is going to be playing a starting role, a significant role, a, a bench role, a rotational role. What, what is Rob Dillingham going to look like? It's been a, a big topic of conversation here on the show, and I've talked about how excited I am about him as an offensive scorer. He wasn't very efficient during the Global Jam. I believe he shot sub-35% from the floor overall, but Dillingham, I think, is going to provide some valuable minutes in terms of basket, uh, ball distrib uh, distribution uh, for the Wildcats offense. I think he's also going to help with the pacing of different things throughout the season. At number one, we have Justin Edwards, and I actually just recently wrote at wildcatstoday.com. Again, uh, I'm writing for wildcatstoday.com now if you want to go check out my written work as well as Andrew Stefaniak 
uh, over there, both uh, both putting uh, putting up some interesting content about the Wildcats and their upcoming season alongside some football content too. Justin Edwards was a piece uh, that I released recently. I believe it was yesterday actually, talking about whether or not Justin Edwards is underrated on this year's team. And I think some of the, some of you out there may say, how on earth could be, he be underrated? He's a five-star prospect, the best player in Kentucky's class. And I wrote about that. I identified that. And I also identified the fact that, you know, later on in the Global Jam, Justin Edwards was statistically playing pretty well. But the problem with the, situ- the situation here with Justin Edwards isn't around the fact that he's a good basketball player. It's the fact that it doesn't seem like there's a lot of folks online talking about Justin Edwards and what he could be for this team, I think, relative to some of the other players on this roster. And you see a lot of people excited about the backcourt, rightly so. You see a lot of people discussing what's going to happen with the injuries in the frontcourt. Zvonimir Ivasic is going to be an interesting player uh, for Kentucky this season. What's going on here with all these different wings and backcourt players and frontcourt players, but Justin Edwards just kind of gets lost in the shuffle. I think we need to be giving more attention to Edwards and what he is and what he can be for the Wildcats this season. Not the best shooter, but I think one of the more dynamic players on this roster, definitely one of the best dunkers, I think, on the team as well. Aduthiero is at number three. Aaron Bradshaw at number two. Aaron Bradshaw, as we've discussed, still currently trying to rehab, get to 100% back from his surgery on his foot. I think that at this point, he's going to be just fine. Now, whether or not he's able to get right for the beginning of the season is a question that we have to ask, considering how Coach Cal has handled injuries in the past. Um, But Bradshaw, one of the uh, Kevin Durant type of players added to this roster, one of two, actually, Kevin Durant-ish type of players that was added to uh, the Wildcats this offseason. He can handle the ball. He can shoot it a decent amount. And he's a he's a good offensive or he's a good rebounder and a good finisher as well. Aduthiero is kind of a glue guy for the Wildcats this coming upcoming season. He has really bulked up, gotten a lot more physical. You're going to see him kind of play like a tank on the court, just just rolling over people. I think that he's going to be a strong finisher, high flyer for the Wildcats as well. Not the best shooter but one of the more, um, I would say, valuable pieces on this roster just because of what he does in terms of depth. And uh, you uh, you can rotate him at different spots as well. If you want to rotate him to point for fun, you can absolutely do that. Kentucky did that at different times last season as well as shooting guard. I don't know how much they're going to do that this year because of how his body has changed so dramatically, but Aduthiero at number three uh, is an interesting player. Trey Mitchell at number four. Again, talk about versatility. He can shoot the three. He can pass it. He can distribute it. He's showed in the Global Jam that he can be one of Kentucky's most efficient players when given the opportunity uh, to be so. And then at number 12, we have Antonio Reeves, probably going to be Kentucky's leading scorer this upcoming year. Getting buckets left and right during the Global Jam, shot over 50%. I was just so impressed with what Antonio Reeves did in terms of offensive aggression. He was really out there leading the charge for Kentucky's offense, and I I expect him to do the same during the actual season this year. Grant Darbyshire is number 13. Brennan Canada, number 14. Reed Shepard, as you know, number 15. Showed out during the Global Jam. Took him a while to get his scoring going, but he was impressive later on uh, down the stretch. Led the team, I believe, in assists per game during the round robin. 
is going to be another one of those guys that's kind of a glue guy, can do everything for Kentucky in this backcourt. Rob Dillingham, DJ Wagner, and Reed Shepard, three great players in this backcourt. And don't forget about Antonio Reeves, who can slide down to the three, I suppose, but shooting guard's where he's going to be at. Joey Hart at number 20. Did not get to see much of Joey Hart during the Global Jam, which I was kind of surprised by. DJ Wagner at number 21. Walker Horn at number 22. Jordan Burks at number 23. We got to see him uh, contribute a decent amount, especially in later games during the Global Jam. I am waiting for... I think that he's going to be a piece that we have to wait on as a fan base. He'll be back next season unless he transfers, and he's one of those guys that I think can be a valuable rotational uh, player off the bench for the Wildcats, and uh, I think that Jordan Burks will need a little bit of time to expand his game and get more comfortable with it at the collegiate level. Kareem Watkins at number 25. Yugana Onyenzo at number 33. Again, more physical Yugana Onyenzo is, I think, uh, especially considering what he's done this offseason to get there. And then the final player that is the unicorn, is the Kevin Durant-ish type of player like Aaron Bradshaw, Zvonimir Ivasic is going to be number 44. The last time the Wildcats had somebody wear number 44 was Dakari Johnson. Uh, some of you out there may know that. It's a very valuable uh, number throughout Wildcat history. And Ivasic is going to be the next player up to wear it, I think it's going to look good on him. Seven foot two, number 44, let's rock. I'm excited about this roster. I'm excited about what Kentucky could be. And I know I continue to say the same thing about it. I continue to say, it's interesting. There's potential. I'm thinking about different players being valuable, being versatile. This roster, after getting to see it play and getting to see it develop, looks so much different than I could have anticipated especially like in the in May, in the May-June months. I was really down and out on what Kentucky was. And now we're looking ahead to what Kentucky can be with this roster and what it will do in the non-conference slate. And I'm more excited. I'm more optimistic. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Kentucky's going to win a national title. And I'm going to continue to stick to the opinion that Kentucky is probably, um, probably going to be in the mix but I, I doubt that they pull it off because of how statistically improbable it is. Um, but there's more hope here. There's more excitement. And there's more anticipation for different players like Ivasic and Wagner and Mitchell and Bradshaw and Edwards and all these different guys here. So if you have any thoughts on Kentucky basketball this upcoming season, you can leave it in the YouTube comments below. Also, just want to remind you guys, if you have any sort of questions that you want to ask about Kentucky basketball or football, you can absolutely leave them in the YouTube comments below. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at LanceDaw or Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at LanceDaw underscore, and you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, again, leave them in the YouTube comments below. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.